0: Good morning. Uh, Tim and Anthony are pleased to present the first ever IceCast report as Tim and I, through a couple weeks of brainstorming, decided, you know what, we've covered YSU, we've rooted for YSU for over decades now, it's time that we dedicate a whole podcast to uh, the Youngstown State football team, and uh, yesterday, the season opener, uh, we'll break down the game against Butler, And what we saw, what I saw inside the stadium, and we'll also preview the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, So first, I'd like to welcome Tim and thank him for giving this opportunity to talk about Youngstown State on what I thought would be a better morning than it's
1: going to turn out to be. Yeah, what a rough, rough start. Uh, I think it's because the other side of the stadium was closed, Uh, you know. (laughs) Bringing back old memories of uh, some some tough losses in the one-sided university years ago. So I don't know. That's just a joke, but probably a pretty bad one. Uh, Yeah, it was disappointing yesterday. It was. I guess it was. uh, I throw it up to odds. You've you've won so many times versus uh, smaller schools and uh, non scholarship slash partial scholarship teams that the odds were against you sooner or later that they're going to catch you and opening game they got caught mm-hmm. they let the door open and the bulldogs you know ran through it that's yep. just really what happened in that ball game
0: yeah it's uh look i knew it would be a different year coming in with the roster changes the coaching staff changes and suspensions as we talked about last week Am I surprised Butler won? No, because I I respect every opponent. As you know, maybe I sometimes do too much of the trestle coach speak, but that's just the way I've grown up. Let me say this. Butler deserves to win the football game. They deserve to win the football game from their first quarter on. They outplayed us in almost every facet. Um, I was worried about their passing game and Will Marty at quarterback and he proved to be the big war we could just never generate enough pass rush on the kid and frankly enough we didn't respect him and i think that's the common theme between hannon and Moransky and uh ron potesta we just didn't respect him and butler's a good football team they were six and five last year so you can say they don't play the competition in non-scarship i don't want to hear it they're six and five they you know and they return 18 starters on both sides of the ball combined so it was i've been through a lot of tough losses i've i've been to the title game i've seen a title game loss and i've seen a lot of fun wins this is probably the the worst loss of my lifetime
1: Well, I guess this what question you got to ask is, how do you bounce back now, knowing that you have West Virginia this week on the road, and then you don't, you know, you'll Mm -hmm. end up coming back to the Ice Castle. The reason that you schedule a game like this is hopefully for two reasons: a) you get a win and it counts as a Division One win Mm -hmm. for the playoffs, and b). You know, you want to challenge yourself, but you also want to set the tone for the season. And the tone has just changed dramatically, Yeah, where expectations of 8 to 10 wins now become less right away. And you're looking realistically at starting the season 0 and 2. And it's yeah. been a long time since... It's a- been since 2008. 2000- Eight, I believe when we lost to Ohio State and South
0: Dakota State we started going right. to I
1: think that sounds probably true. And that was two tough teams. Yeah, those, you know, are, I mean, you're talking, those aren't oh, sloppy. No, those no are. You're talking one of the best teams in your own conference and slash a, you know, well, the best team in, in the Big Ten for the last yep. 20 years. I mean, that's not yeah. uncommon. And that was when Ohio State went to the National Championship game. So it's not like it's. Talk about the atmosphere. Talk about yeah. going into the game before we're, the, the kickoff. Tell me about the atmosphere down at the Ice Castle as you got ready for this home opener. Yeah, it was. I'm different of the belief,
0: I think, you know, I'd love to see the stadium filled up. And considering the the noon kick for Ohio State, the fair going on, and it being near 90 degrees, it was hot. 11,000 people is a good crowd. Um, so the numbers were there. I could tell the enthusiasm wasn't very high it was oh well it's butler was just you, you know it just kind of felt that way all afternoon you know P- the tailgate lots were jam-packed early in the morning so it's not like it was a late arriving crowd um i just think it was a whole people are kind of getting sick of the butlers and the duquesnes and the valparaisos and listen i understand you're tired of it I understand you. You know, there's not much excitement for these schools, but when you play a conference like we do, and you're playing, at times four or five top 15 teams in America, you have to have games that are. I don't want to call guaranteed wins, but games you think that, the paycheck games as you call them, you, you think you give them money, and you'll and you'll get the win to pad your resume, so. I understand people are upset with that, but would you rather start with Butler with a new team and a new coaching staff or do you want to play James Madison or Delaware Villanova? Listen, the atmosphere was... It it, it was good when people realized, oh, crap, this is a game.
1: It, it it was typical it was, standby. It was loud. It was, was, ask, yeah, was it, it was was loud? I was going to ask you, was it loud or was it like uh, you can hear a pin drop because they can't believe what they're watching? You
0: know, I think when Butler tied it up, it was oh crap and they made it 21-20 but as soon as butler signaled to go for two that place was on their feet it, it it was typical the ice castle where it's loud and then and then again even when butler got the onside kick it was still loud the only time it was quiet as the quiet as a church was when the field goal who which we all thought was going to come up short just went over the crossbar and it was like what just happened.
1: Yeah. I, that was uh it was you know it was a low liner and it just continued to go forward. You know, let, but
0: when you miss two chip shot field goals and like we talked about last week on the podcast it's is why issue's offense bad or is it when why issue gets between the 30s as I said last week It bogs down and fails to execute. And yesterday was the same thing. It it can move the ball between the 30s, but penalties and sacks and the failure to execute just came back to bite them, and you're settling for field goals, and you're not scoring touchdowns. And then you drive all the way down, and you either get a clipping penalty, which you would have had first and goal at the two. Instead, you settle for a missed 38-yard field goal. And then you get to Butler's 20-yard line, and you go for it on fourth and inches, which I love the call, and you don't get it.
1: I, yeah. I mean, so. Two things you can't do. No. You're in the red zone. You can't make a, a penalty, a mm-hmm. physical mistake nope. that costs you scoring opportunity. And fourth and less than one, you have to make that. You your offensive line has to make the surge. You have to be yep. able to get the that yardage. Your running back has to be able to to make the right call. Your quarterback has to follow the blocks, whatever the case may be. And you know, you have to make that play. And those are the type of things that leaves the door open mm-hmm. and is a reason why people are having toast today instead of roast. Yep. And that's what it comes down yep. to. And uh, it's frustrating and it's disappointing. But let's look at the – I want you to tell me about the offense. This is yep. the most important thing. This is a new offensive coordinator yes. this year. Describe how you've seen them play. I yep. know the penalties came. I know what – you know. We mm-hmm. just talked about that. But overall, what was your impressions of the YSU's new offense? Well, I think it's um,
0: like what Bo talked about uh, leading up to the game. We're going to be more multiple in our sets. Um You know, it's still a little bit of the Montgomery offense. I think we try to go under center a little bit more, which I like. Um, I still think that can win. We've seen North Dakota State can win with it. They obviously want to try to be more balanced this year. They tried to be 50-50. I don't know how many rush attempts we finished up with. I want to say 39 or 40. Um, I know Montgomery Van Gorder threw the ball 27 times. So, they're trying to get to be a little more balanced. The offensive line is not there. The offensive line is... It still struggles to, like we just touched on, the third the third and inches and fourth and inches. It's not there. Then Gorder finished 18-27 for 200-something yards. He didn't have a pick. He didn't have a fumble. So he took care of the ball, which we which we kind of knew coming in he wouldn't turn the game over. But he didn't. He missed a lot of easy throws, and that could be attributed to jitters and first-time offense being around teammates. Montgomery Van Gorder is not the re- the offense as a whole. Honestly, nobody played well enough to win the football game, and that's why we're sitting here 0-1. But he didn't do anything to lose you the game. You know, we had third and four late in the game with under three minutes left, or. You know, two minutes left, whatever it was, at our own fourteen, with no timeouts for Butler, and we threw the ball, and the guy was wide open. If he gets it, to first down, and we probably win the game. So the
1: play call wasn't bad.
0: No, the play call wasn't bad. You're backed up, third and four. Butler knows you're going to run the football, and he th- and he throws it three yards outside of the receiver, into Bo's hands, and Bo did a Rob Gronkowski spike with the football, and at that point, you could feel that. This game was getting out of your hands. That
1: was just one of those plays where you know the, actually the right play call was made. And yeah, the, the right play call was made. You, the execution of the play to was bad. You have to be bat. aggressive.
0: You have to go to win the football game. In years past, they probably would have ran the ball because they had a defense that you could say, you know what, go win the game. And they had
1: t- great backs a couple of years back where they yeah, knew and, on third down to four they know, could pick it up.
0: We have a really good back in Tevin McCaster. We have another really good one in Joe Alessi who didn't even see the field yesterday. Christian Turner's good. But for some reason, we don't get him utilized enough in the offense. And I'm kind of disappointed in the... We didn't utilize the tight ends at all yesterday. And that was the one position we we came in really deep at. We had FBS transfers from Pitt and Ohio State. We didn't utilize them once. It's... you know, the offense obviously left a lot to be desired. Now it's Montgomery Van Gorda's first start, so I'll give him a pass. He still went 18-27, to 27, and he still had 200-something yards. Why, if she was not an offense, you're going to go throw 40 times for 300 yards? That's not our offense. Van you would think that you could— Look, we had 240-something yards rushing, probably— the only complaint I had about the offense is I would have liked to see them beat Butler up front first and wear him down with the run and, sh- and just shove it down their throat. Run it 50 times if you have to. I understand Van Gordy want to get him easy in the offense, get him some rhythm. You know, he had guys open. He The touch has got to get a little bit better. Um, so the only complaint I would have is I would have like, liked to see them. Beat them up front, wear them down, and then you can spread them out. Of them. But, you know, this isn't so much on one single person. It's not on, you know, the old line. It's just everybody contributed to losing the football game. And listen, Butler outplayed you. Butler outplayed you at the quarterback position, they just made plays. Butler made plays when you needed to, and, it's and like that's I said, all it's you roast can, or
1: toast. You yeah. know? and, and he, when you get toast, meaning you lost a ball game that you probably should have won, you know, you just don't feel good about what transpired. But you know what? More than that, <laughs> Anthony, let's talk about the defense here mm-hmm. for a few minutes, because overall, you would give them like a C minus B minus type um, atmosphere. I don't think they played terrible, but they didn't play great. From what I understand, Mm -hmm. and I listened to the game, I didn't watch it, is that the the defensive backs were giving the receivers room to play. And that was probably, they never made an adjustment all game on that.
0: Yeah, it was um, coming in. um, What I saw off the stuff I watched of Butler from last year was the quick screen game, the slants. Um, They have a MVC counter receiver. Pace Temple is a stud you know you can see where well, he goes to Butler that kid could come in and start at every team in this conference. The quarterback too could play in this conference. The defense you know the defensive line interior it didn't generate enough pass rush and they got blown off the ball trying to stop Butler's run game. Off the edge considering we lost Justice Reid, Sharif Bynum Malik Richmond they played well. They played really well uh, linebackers played well. Uh, Delvades around every single play. I thought that kids just had a really good career for us. The defensive backs were... I know you lost Hegadis. I know you lost Deshaun Taylor. You know, your two starting safeties for the year. But you still had Bryce Gibson back. You still had Reeves back. You know, you still had Tarey Bryant back. And a normally in-your-face, man-to-man pressure defense was... Five to 8 yards off the ball which is, is that because McNutt wasn't there and he's not you know, he's a defensive back by trade, he's a you know, the DB's coach for the last couple of years Um, they, Butler took what we gave him and we were going to continue to give him the 5 to 8 yard plays and you get 5 to 8 yards every play and you're going to be moved down the field pretty fast so, yeah, I would think a C, C minus. Listen, we all knew this wasn't going to be a typical YSU defense coming in. They bended a lot yesterday, and they didn't really break until the fourth quarter. And maybe it was for a lot of new guys out there, the lights just got a little too bright. I mean, Butler returned
1: more experience than you. And we saw in 2000. It was 2000- actually a, a, more of an opening challenge than I think.
0: People just the saw fans the, and in Butler. And the, uh, yeah, everyone yeah.
1: sees Butler, and they say, well, this is a win. This is why they schedule yep. the, the, the partial scholarship teams. Well, they do that for two reasons. As Anthony mentioned earlier, they do that because they're home games, mm-hmm. they're gate games, and they're an opportunity for the university to uh, you know make money on their programs, and I get that. The second reason is you cannot play Division II schools and get counted for wins for the playoff run. So, in order to yep. have eight to ten wins, what you need, or you know, m- to make the playoffs most years, you have to have that against either what they consider mm-hmm. division one teams, yep. you know, the subdivision one teams or division one teams. And you know, you could bring in an Ashland, you could bring in uh, you a, know, slippery a slippery rock, slippery rock, or, 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 whoever, or Edinburgh, except, like they did back in the early nineties. But those wins don't matter nope. no more. Nope, they don't count. And it was kind of the same thing that happened at Division One level where now they've kind of relaxed that rule where they could play the subdivision one schools again, yep. and then that's why you have games with West Virginia this week. You know, that's you know how it works. Yeah. However, I'll say this over the years, there have been times where should just escaped these games. Yeah, so and there was sooner or a lot later of games in their trestle where it was even in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, the, you know to ever since haycock was the head coach mm-hmm. through today they've had had their struggles against some of these you schools. look back
0: to bo's home opener in his first ever game at stambaugh was against a two and nine from the year before robert morris team who we had beaten overtime right. so it was always you know and and butler a couple years ago was only down 17 10 at halftime to us
1: was it overconfidence? Did I think? How much do you think that played into that? Because you're like you mentioned, yeah. we're YSU, we're the bigger school. We yeah. never lose to these schools. They're coming into our house. All we have to do is play our game and win. Was it just pure overconfidence that actually could be a wonderful uh, turner of events here for the coaching staff that really work them hard and make sure let them know that every play matters? Yeah, I think. Um, y- you
0: know, I think it—it's a combination of things. It's obviously everything plays into an effect when you have an upset. You know, people team you know term this an upset. Um, yeah, I—I think it's just you know everybody saw Butler and they—they they were like, oh well, we'll still roll over these guys and go play West Virginia. Um, so. Yes, I think it, it, it's human nature. I think every week, no matter what level, no matter what sport, we see the, you know, while well, these guys aren't as good at us on paper, we should just roll over them. I think we've seen that in baseball. Um, you know, there's a lot of FBS teams this week coming up in week two that will have the proverbial trap game. Of, oh, well, they're only these guys. We should roll over them. So I think, yes, to an extent it was that. Um, I just think it was a lot of upheaval and newness and a lot of guys getting their first taste. Perfect storm type scenario? It was everything that went right in 2012 when we beat Pitt went wrong this year. And it was just a matter of fact that Butler played really well. That's a
1: good football team who's well coached. Let me ask you this question, And, and I agree with you. Butler played great. Yeah. Butler obviously outplayed YSU throughout yes. the game. Did YSU play their A game or did YSU play their C game in your mind? YSU played their – see, that's
0: a tough question to answer
1: because – it's so early in the because season. Because it's so
0: early in the year, you don't know about a lot of guys. Um, I would say YSU probably played their their C game. You know, the special teams was awful. The defense, like we said, wasn't – Terrible with everybody out, and you know, but it wasn't great. So probably the C, it's, you know, the C game. Yeah, because um, there's
1: about six plays in that game that changes the that yeah. changes the total outcome. Yep, and. The discussion we're having today, if you may plays on those one of those six plays, it doesn't even have to be all six. And one of those six, like for example, you mentioned the one in the red zone, and they missed the field goal because there's a thirty eight year, year field goal. The, the, the onside down, kick, yeah. It bounces off the shoulder pad instead of or letting go out of bounds yeah, like you're not, yeah, you, know? you know, or just use your hands and catch the ball and fall on you it, you know, know. I know. Mean, that's why you're quote unquote the hands team.
0: I know. Bo said to let the ball go out of bounds. But when you're in that moment, and I'm not trying to make an excuse. The kid, right. the kid didn't make a when we need to make a play. But it's so tough when you see a ball bouncing at you. Your first reaction is, when you're on the hands team, go get the football. And you don't know on a turf like that, the way they had that ball set up and kick for an onside kick. Those things that funky bounces – if a guy comes from Butler and grabs it for you... You know, I've seen with Notre in and USC... And the kid returned it for a touchdown. So, listen... He probably should have attacked a little more... Instead of letting it come back at him. You know, but there are a couple plays that I can... You know, the, the clipping... Late in the play... When we had a 68 run in the first quarter... The interception that we dropped in the fourth quarter that if you picked that ball off, you're still running down to uh, fifth, running Avenue. Down fifth Avenue. Yeah. Exactly. You're running down fifth Avenue, going to the university of departments and you're scoring a touchdown. You win the game. Um, you know, just a lot of plays weren't made. So I would say we probably played our C game.
1: Listen, I, th- I think this is an attention grabber. This is, well, I'm, this is what I want to do is, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Let's now, Attention grabber. Yep. You're playing West Virginia yep. on the road. Yep, You've just come off a terrible loss at home. You're turning the page this week. You imagine the hitting that's going to go on during practice, getting ready for this game, and the enthusiasm that, that this team should have going into Morgantown. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, you're talking about a high-power offense usually out of West Virginia. I mean, one of the best offenses in the game in the country, yep. every year. So, and they play, you know, in that. However, they play in the, the, what is it, the Big 12 Big 12, yeah. Yeah, Big 12. And the Big 12 traditionally has no defense. defense, Now, you're going to have to come up and devise a way for this offense to score points this week to stay in this game, to improve in this game, and quite honestly, come out of this game healthy because you are going to face – bigger, stronger, faster talent than what YSU will face most of the season. Yeah, um...
0: We knew when this game was put on the schedule two years ago that this is always an uphill battle. And playing West Virginia is a lot different than playing Pitt. Because you can beat Pitt. West Virginia is a top 15 team who has legitimate expectations to play for a playoff or to be in contention in late November. Um... I turned on their game yesterday against Tennessee when I got home. And I know Tennessee's down, and I know, but they took Tennessee behind the woodshed. And they struggled the first half. They was kind of malaise, and, you know, maybe that's the two weather delays and everything. Tennessee's um, an SEC school. But Tennessee's an SEC school, and you hung 40 on them, which we're not, it's not like, oh, wow, West Virginia put 40 on them. West Virginia's a really good offense, but West Virginia's defense only helped them to 14 points. So, for a team that doesn't play a lot of defense, uh, they help them to 14 points. Now, is NC good on defense or offense? No. But it's still an SEC team, like you said. We're not going to win this football game. I'll say it right now. We're not going to win this football game. I don't think anybody outside of the locker room. I want to see how they room... play
1: against them. I want to yeah, see the hunter. Not, I want to see the execution. Not... That's what I'm looking for. And maybe you do become the butler in this game. Yeah. I guess that's always a possibility. Look, you know, you we never played never...
0: better against these schools lately. Correct. You are the butler now. Right now, it's about. Improving week to week and I know we're a program that wants wins and wins and losses is the only way you break it down at the end of the year but this year like we talked about the newness of everything it's about showing improvement each week let's see if the offense can't get in a better rhythm and the defense look it's going to be an uphill challenge all day it's probably going to be 80-85 degrees and you're playing with you know, they have what, thirty more scholarships you I don't know the exact breakdown. Yeah, it's like around that. thirty. So you know let's see if we can't make plays. Let's just make plays. Let's get better at what we struggled at this week. Let's let's at least give them some resistance. I don't even care so much how many points we give up, how many points we score. I wanna see like you talked about. Let's see improvement on what we struggled in yesterday. Let's see a hunger and a fight like you just brought up. Because if... It's gut check time. It, it's gut check time. And yesterday, that's the one thing that really had me hurt the most. And I think you and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Was you're going to lose games. And we've been on the right side a lot more often of upset wins than we are upset losses. And we've been very lucky. And you're going to lose these games, like you talked about. The odds are so in your later. favor, you know, yeah. so long. But the height and the fun, the hunger and the enthusiasm just wasn't there. Let's see him come out this week after they got kicked in the teeth, and maybe everybody tell him, "Boy, you guys aren't too good. You're going to get steamrolled." You know, I'm sure there's probably a lot of students on that campus Noel saying, wants "You to be guys. embarrassed?" Nope, and, and they got embarrassed wants yesterday. to play well, yeah,
1: yeah. And they and lost by a two and they got embarrassed.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, it's a
1: flat on embarrassment. It's just, you know, Penn State got embarrassed by Appalachian, Appalachian State, State yeah. going to double overtime. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens. They won their game. However, this is what, what I say: you got to do this. Let's, you know, you you have what's in front of you. You know the challenges, like you said. Let's see the fire in the belly. Yeah, let's see the fire in the belly. And let's just compete because the thing of this program
0: that it was built upon um, from Beattie to Trestle to Haycock to Wolford. And you can take your opinions about hey, those, those coaches and you can have them. But the common theme was there was always fire. There was always an intensity. I'll say this, People may not have liked Eric Wolford and he may have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but his teams always had fire. They were intense, and he was very intense. And Bo's the same way, too. Listen, I you can say what you want about Bo, and I said, and I criticized him a lot yesterday, but he's an intense guy who is fiercely committed to getting this thing right. 2016, when we made our run, and I'm not saying we're going to go on a title run, but when he vowed to make changes after a win r- reminds you Bo made changes and things happened Bo vowed yesterday to m- to make changes last year we got embarrassed 35 nothing at Illinois State he said we we're going to make changes we won our last three so yesterday he said we we're going to make changes everything's on the board let's see it's gut check time like you said you got punched in the face and you got you got a right hook from Mike Tyson you're down let's see how you respond this week because you're playing the big boys and this is a chance for you you know listen we're not expecting a win let's just call it like it is you know but we're expecting you to show some pride for that why on the helmet you know this is Youngstown State we don't we don't roll over for anybody you know let's see if what Bo said I'll take my football team play anywhere anybody so let's see if it holds up because right now there's a lot
1: of guys in that locker room feeling like crap today I don't want to eat toast again next week. So. No, I don't either. And, here's, and the, listen, here's
0: I don't want to eat toast against Bob Perez
1: and I'll touch on that a little bit later.
0: But it, like you said.
1: So, let's let's wrap this one up. Give your thoughts going into this week. I know you just have Yep. just summarize your thoughts going into West Virginia yep. and let's get ready for us to be back next week talking about and, and an inspiring play of the Penguins against the Mountaineers. Yeah, let's, we all know what West Virginia brings to the table. They
0: probably bring the 9-1 NFL quarterback draft pick in the country and Will Greer. David Sills is phenomenal. Their other receiver, I forget his name, Jennings. I, it's, it, he, he's a stud. They're going to stretch you, and they're going to run you right up the middle. So it's going to, you know, so we're going to be stretched that way. Uh, let's just show improvement on both sides of the ball. We know what West Virginia brings. And let's just try to compete. You know, Let's compete and give them some game pressure. Let's make them feel game pressure like we felt yesterday. All right. That's the pod. Anthony, take us out. Yeah, just um, uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to our first ever Ice Castle Report on what we hope to be a more jovial Saturday or Sunday than it is. Uh, we want to eat n- roast. E- yeah, let's not... I'm going to finish up with this. I know a lot of people are disappointed, and I'm hurting too still. This one's going to sting for a while. But I want to see everybody out there in two weeks in Valparaiso. Let's not quit on these guys. We have never quit as a program. Let's not quit now. Listen, we might struggle this year, but we can't be the city that... Well, we're all going to show up when they win. That's never who we've been. So let's let's support these guys this week if you get down to... Morgantown. I won't be there, but I'll have it on my phone when I go to South Bend. I'll be there as as much as it hurt yesterday. I said I don't want to come back. I'm going to be there every Saturday. Come out, you know. Let's just show up and uh, give West Virginia some
1: game pressure this week. He's Anthony. I'm Tim. This is the Ice Castle Report. We will talk to you all next week here on radio MVP. Oh man!